everyone, and welcome back to Talk with Miss Sports. I'm your host, Kenley Hargrove, and today I'm here with Coach Whitley Berryhill, head coach of the Athens girls volleyball team. Coach, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, I just want to start off by saying thank you. I mean, I say thank you to all the coaches, but uh, you had really inspired me to do this. And uh, for the listeners who don't really know, I don't play volleyball. <laughs> I am so bad. I can't get over the net worth the lick. <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> I'll get up there one day. But uh, me and Coach B have built a great relationship over this past year, and I'm so thankful for that. So uh, really just thank you for inspiring me to create this, and welcome to Talking with Sports. Well, thank you. Like I said, it's a pleasure to be here, and I am just proud of you. I think you have done, a fa like, a fantastic job. Uh, I don't know if people know this, but it was like a 48-hour thing. I've never seen someone so driven. And she came in and told me about it. To, and I don't, I don't even know if 48 hours might be stretching. So, you know, we just appreciate that because I know where your heart is with it. So I know that all the coaches that, that you've talked to prior, we are so proud of you. Well, thank you. I'm super excited to kick this off. And for the listeners, I guess I haven't really explained this, but I did want to start off with the people who inspired me most to do this. So you and uh, Coach Hurst and Coach Capri and – I think next week I might hit Coach McElroy, but um, I'm super excited about this. So uh, let's get started. Can you talk a little bit about uh, your journey through women's sports, like from playing in high school to coaching now? Yes. So I went to a place, a small little school. It's called Brilliant High School uh, in Brilliant, Alabama. It's in Marion County. It's about an hour, probably 45 minutes uh, from here. Um, but, yeah, I my whole life pretty much revolved around – athletics. I grew up in a household, you know, another reason I'm so glad you're doing this full of female, uh, powerful women that I'm extremely grateful for now. But my aunt played, she was a dual college athlete. So especially when I was younger, I was in that life a little bit. My dad was a, is, well, is a retired college baseball coach. So the competitiveness always was there regardless of the age really. But I did start playing. I played uh, basketball, volleyball, and softball um, starting in seventh grade. But basketball, I was a, a starter in the eighth grade, and it's really what I clung to the most growing up, uh, softball as well. So I played all six years. I was hit with some adversity around my junior year, so it kind of really carved my path a little bit. But you know, I then from Brilliant, I went to Shelton State and then transferred to the University of Alabama, where I graduated in 2015. And that's one thing doing this. I've had to open all of these old, it makes me feel really, really old. So thanks, Ken. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and then I had my first head coaching job right out of college, 22, 23. So, you know, I went from being an athlete to not for a second, but then to being a coach. So, I really owe a lot to the people that's that's helped me be the athlete I was and then the coach I am now. So you uh, mentioned how you were a really, like, young player in all three of those sports, really. <laughs> but um, can you talk about how, like, in each of those sports you kind of stepped up as a leader? Yeah, I well, it was difficult for sure, you know. I was young, but like I said, high school was seven through twelve. It wasn't there wasn't much separation. So, the people we played with, I saw every day. It wasn't um, that I didn't know them, but it's it's intimidating for sure. But in that mindset, I was, I know you know, I'm passionate as an adult, but I was a very passionate child. Uh, so, 
uh, those parameters. I just wanted to be around everybody. I wanted to compete and I wanted, you know, to earn a spot. That's really all I could think about in those moments. But I am grateful for the people that were ahead of me. You know, they kind of carved out a little bit of the path that, um, or like what the expectations were for the teams. I, my basketball coach too, I know this question's coming up, so I'm going to wait, but um, I knew expectations were pretty high pretty early on, but I loved it. I, I wanted that. I liked the pressure of it, uh, even at a young age. Like I said, I wanted to to be good. I wanted to win. I wanted to compete. And when you are a multi-sport athlete, you know, that was my life every day. So I think it was, you know, congruent across the three. A lot of us all played the same sport. So we grew pretty close in those moments together, um, for sure. So being a leader, I mean, I, I think that was just an honest thing. You know, I think you can learn how to be one, but I was, I do think some people might be born with different qualities to lead in certain ways. And, you know, I think respect's a two-way street. I offered that. And, you know, looking back, I hope that they see it as that, but you know, I was a leader and I, but I wore that with pride a little bit. Like I wanted to lead in certain areas so yeah and uh talking back like you're in your junior year how you struggle with like that adversity and you had to overcome like injury and stuff like that because I know you struggled with more injury than I don't think I've ever heard somebody <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about that yeah so um going in my sophomore year I was in a playing in a softball tournament had a little bit of a diving collision. And I know I've told you this, but if weird things are going to happen, sometimes they more than likely are going to happen to me. I broke my floating bone in my wrist. So that was kind of the first of the injury uh, road for me. Uh, it took forever to heal. I was in a cast for like three and a half months, all summer long. But I still played in it and everything like that. Got the cast off. Um, was driving at that point. Had my first wreck. Re-injured it in that. It was first day of basketball practice, coincidentally. Got to basketball practice. Couldn't catch a ball. It was so just – it was just um, weak. Like, I couldn't control anything that my, my arm was doing. Uh, so – but anyway, I powered through that, wrapped it up to where it would hold if I needed to catch anything. And then – but the when the re-injury happened, I decided to go ahead and have that worked on in the summer. So I had that surgery at the beginning of summer around June, um, played basketball, went to basketball camp. We padded it up. We had a big pad on my cast, played with that. And then I was in the gym playing again, playing volleyball and collided again with someone else, came down on my leg and knew it was hurt. Um, and, you know, I thought about a lot how to answer this, uh, how we talk a lot about what influences us, you know, this influences me greatly as a coach, uh, how I dealt with that situation. I didn't, I was pretty headstrong, pretty stubborn. I believe, and even with people that I loved and cared for and respected trying to lead me the right way, I was like, no, I can power through this. I, I'll be okay. Doctor cleared me to play. They braced me up with a torn ACL. I played the volleyball season on it, not efficiently, but I played, um, and then, again, got to basketball. I could not move laterally at all. So December, so six months with this injury, I decided to have the surgery on that, which, you know, now that really was a big moment in my life that um, paved a lot of the way for me. So I look back, and I don't know, definitely, you know, I want to go back and shake that 16-year-old girl that's sitting there thinking that she knows and it's going to be, 
it's going to be fine to do what you need to do. But, you know, that was and because the my rehab, my therapy was was not ideal at all. It took a long time, um, you know, and being in a rural place I, to get there. I think I talked to you a little bit about this, too. You know, I had to drive like 35, 40 minutes to get to PT, which are small things, but in, in hindsight, those were things that really did make a, a difference. So I couldn't go as much as if it was right here beside me. Um, and it just took a long time and got back, you know, I rehab, missed my softball season, rehabbed all summer. And I think I may have told you I was back to 90% the other day. I don't know if it was a full 90, but yeah. it was enough to where I was okay. Uh, but I over so much overuse on my good leg, which we've had many conversations about that I had a stress fracture in my foot. So I was booted for another couple of weeks, missed a little bit of my senior, you know, basketball season. I made it through volleyball, which I'm grateful for. You know, I, I pushed to get back. I knew physically I probably wasn't a hundred percent, but mentally, and that's really what I, you know, my biggest thing to talk about now is I really didn't know how much mentally it had affected me at that point. I think it's very, it was very stigmatized to talk about those kinds of things especially when you, you know, you're a multi-sport athlete. And I was also about to be a senior. I'd waited five years at my school to, to have that role and to, to be in that role. So there was a lot of different pressures, um, to compete and I, I wanted to compete. So I ignored a lot of the things I've, you know, as a coach now, I definitely shouldn't have. And, again, those decisions impacted a lot of, of my life really as an athlete. So, like, I mean, I made it through, again, very grateful, played my softball season with it, but I was so mentally drained by then. Um, you know, the college stuff just kind of, I was checked out and didn't follow through with many of the things that I felt, you know, now that I needed to do to play at the next level. And so, you know, those, again, things that you still think about as a 32-year-old, you know, coach now, you think about those decisions and Again, it influences me as a coach to make sure that I can give those and give those examples. And I want my players or any any athlete in this school, if they have a dream, I want them to be able to do it and not have something stop them in the midst of that. So it really does influence a lot of, of who I am now. So. Yeah, and um, I know you spoke, like, a little bit about this, like, um, coming straight off of your college years and then going into coaching. But, like, did you ever have, like, a month of, like, I don't know what to do, like, that kind of emptiness kind of feeling that athletes have? Absolutely. I mean, when the injury happened, you know, like I said, it's not a big thing. A lot of people are multi-sport athletes, but I practiced every day of my life. <laughs> that's all I knew. I mean, that's all my identity was really was I went to school, did what I was supposed to, and then went to practice. So even in the moments of where I knew I couldn't compete, at, even at, during school ball, you know, I, I thought then, like, I don't know who I am here without doing this. Um, and I think that's another thing that impacted me towards the end. Uh, when I got to college, I think I just want to be as far away from it. I ran from it a little bit because I didn't know how to handle not being that person or not being, you know, Whitley the athlete anymore. And again, I had great experiences in college. It was, um, you know, I went to Shelton and then I think I went to Alabama after that. Um, physical therapy was the first thing I felt like I wanted to do because like I said, I had a rough, 
experience. And I couldn't walk. You know, these people helped me learn how to use my leg again. So I was very passionate about that and, and wanted to be that for somebody else. And then I think I was like, kind of hit that point like, no, I kind of want athletics in my life. So I was like, oh, I'll do athletic training, right? And then that was the route when I got to Alabama and I went home. Uh, for Christmas break and coach Miles called me and one of my coaches from high school he's like hey we're up here practicing if you got some time we come up here I was like yeah you know sure I would love to and I went up there for a few days practiced with them and I went and watched them play like in a tournament and I think just watching somebody they work so hard for something and they kind of came together as a little unit and team and just seeing that, I was like, this is what I have to do. So as soon as I got back to Alabama, changed my major to kinesiology and went into education right, right after that. So it really is the small things and the people that are, that you're surrounded with. Yeah. And, um, so after you found out that coaching was like your thing, mm -hmm. how did that first coaching job fall into your hands? Uh, yeah, so a mutual contact. I'd actually been on a lot of interviews uh, right out of college. I, you know, that moment too of maybe not being an athlete anymore, but then you're an adult. You're like, I don't really know what to do at this point. You know, I'm just going to see because I do believe that God has a plan for us, uh, even though when we're very confused and we don't know. And, and it's a scary moment right there where you don't really know. You know, I was like, well, I might go back to school. But I just interviewed and interviewed and a mutual contact had contacted me and said, hey, you know, this school's looking for a head coach. Just call this call this person, talk to them, see what's going on over there. And I called. It was the AD and uh, we had a great conversation. And I just told him, I said, I, you know, and I told you, I'm going to be real. I want this to be as real as possible. I didn't really know what I wanted to coach. I just I loved the athletes. I love being able to be a part of something that was bigger than me then. And so after that, um, I had an interview and I got that job. So, um, yeah, I was a head coach at a very young age and again, incredibly grateful, but there was a lot of adversity doing that as well because, um, I thought I knew what I was doing and and it, you find it out very, very quickly that there's a lot that you don't know, uh, especially being in a head coaching position. And so, but I had a lot of people take me under their, their wing to help guide me and, and help me through all of that. To name a few, I, I also coached softball. I was at Hueytown High School. That's where my first coaching job was. And she took a chance on me. She helped me out, but she really did, um, she gave me the real, I was really the, a confidant. I was, she tested the waters with me a little bit when you first go on a staff like that, but she really did trust me with the athletes, which I can't thank her enough. Her and Kristen Hayes, I mean, they really did help influence a lot of what I still do now. Organization, I mean, facilitating everything like that. I owe a lot to them because they took a shot on somebody, you know, so they really did help me and influence me in so many ways uh, to be a good coach. She always tried to, she gave me all different perspectives. Every situation I went through, she really did help Coach Jones help guide me through some of that. And I'll never forget or like forget that. I'll never be able to express to her what that meant to me because there was just so much I didn't know. And still, I mean, as a coach, you're learning, you should be learning, you know, every year. And, um, so I, anyway, I just, I'm just appreciative of the people who stood beside me and helped me get through that a little bit.
Yeah, and um, I know like you've coached multiple places, multiple jobs have fallen into your lap. But um, can you talk about like the rest of your coaching journey leading up to now here at Athens? Yeah. So I well, I was actually at Hueytown High School for six years. Uh, that was my first job, and like everything else that comes with adversity, you know, there was decisions that had to be made. Um, and when I, when I first got there, I will say, you know, they had only won a handful of games when I got there. They had been their four coaches before I had taken the job. And it's really opposite of what I grew up knowing, you know, being at a small school, I played with the same people for six years, you know, so there was a lot of camaraderie and a lot of, things that didn't change very much. I mean, it was a very stat. We had, now we had coaching changes, of course, but it wasn't, it was the same people. It was the same mindset for a lot, a lot of that journey. So being at a bigger school at being in a 6A program, a lot of that was different. And I had to learn that too, a little bit quicker that that stuff doesn't come quick or doesn't come easy. That's time and patience. And so the first couple years were learning years for sure. Uh, by year three, I think we only won a handful of games my first two years there. By year three, we were, you know, area runner-ups. Uh, we went back-to-back -back area champs after that. And then my last year there, we were area runner-ups again. So they really bought in. You know, the kids came in. They did the work. They worked hard. They th trusted and bought into this process. And, you know, I still have great relationships with a lot of those kids and athletes that – I got to meet and, you know, the pleasure of coaching there. Well, when that path ended at Hueytown, um, it took a toll on me. I Again, so you talk a little bit about who you are when you don't know if you're an athlete anymore. Um, I didn't I fully embodied Coach B, and that was what I lived for every day. So not being that anymore, I mean, really took a toll on me. I had a few different um, job opportunities. They just didn't pan out. So I decided to take a little bit of a break. Um, and then I went, I worked at the University of Alabama for a few months, which met some great people there. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for that experience. It was more about me being able to see if I could work in a different environment. And uh, it was a different definition of teamwork. I learned that real quick too, what I was doing there. But incredibly grateful for those people there. Um, and but I knew pretty early on doing that that it just that was not the fit for me. I missed my kids. I missed I missed being in school every day. I never thought, you know, I never I missed being in that routine. I missed just being at school, being with my kids. And I missed coaching too, of course. I didn't know what that path was gonna look like after. But at that point, I still I was coaching club volleyball um, for a team out of Tuscaloosa. So I was still getting the coaching experience just on a mm -hmm. different level. And so I was like, I just need to get back in school. I'll, find, you know, figure out another path or whichever way I need to go. But, um, yeah, so I was just on there applying for a PE job, honestly, for different PE jobs that I thought were a good fit. And uh, just so happened that one came with a volleyball job. So, yeah. Uh, talked to Miss Moore and landed a, or an interview here and been here for two years now. So I'm very grateful. It's been an up and down kind of journey, but grateful to be here. And uh, I know you mentioned something about like the coaches at Hueytown or like even your coaches at um, Brilliant, but like um, with all of their coaching styles like combined, like what would you, how would you describe yours? 
Well, I think it's just how you said it. I thought about it being combined too a little bit today because I, I was sitting here thinking, you know, my basketball coach, uh, Frida Kurd was her name. She was really the first person that really pushed me, um, but she got to know me first. And there was a a relationship built and she was tough on me, but she loved, she loved me tougher than that. And, you know, I think about those things now where I needed that a little bit and I am a relationship person. I do. I am a communicative person. So I responded very well to her, but she did hold me accountable, but she also pushed me to be, to be the best I could be in every asset of life, not just on the court. She was my science teacher. Uh, she was the only class in high school I got to see in. So, you know, she pushed me in every asset, even on the the bad days. You know, she was the one there. She had also had some knee issues uh, growing up. So when that when I was going through that, she was truly in my corner and really kind of helped drag me through that a little bit. And I just always we're still you know close. We check in with each other, and I. I, she's actually on my board here. I'll show you tomorrow, but she really influenced me in a lot of, a lot of different ways. And I think I told her a couple, she came to my, one of my first high school games that I coached. Um, she gave me a book. I still have it too. And it's just those things, you know, when the relationships goes way past, uh, what you have on the court. And I think that means more to me when you push somebody and they can excel in those things. So I know, I think that coaching style is a lot of, of what has influenced me, but I've had, you know, an array of all different kinds of, and even, you know, as a young coach, when you're trying to learn and try to find your fit, I think you always have to be the truest version of yourself. Uh, because I think so, like being superficial only gets so far. And I think, especially being an athlete, I think you know that. Um, as an athlete, a lot of us, or I would think, I still say us, but a lot of you guys, you want it to be told to you real and you want the truth. And so I think those things are very important and really the core of of what I thank her for. And I had a lot of great coaches. Um, Karen Frazier was another great coach. She was my volleyball coach going up. Donna Nicholson was another coach that – she had an influence on me um, after. And I think I mentioned, you know, my dad as a, a college baseball coach. And we had a lot of conversations my first year's coaching. So he kind of helped guide me through. Uh, he was a lot more of the analytical type where, you know, my, when I was crying, when I didn't know what to do, my family would console me. But he would help me kind of get through all of that. So just pinnacles of the different people. And then there's support. Just like, you know, I see your family and I see the big, you know, fan club in the stands and that's what you need. So, and that's a great, and that's an awesome thing to have. And I'm still grateful, you know, my grandma and my great aunt, they, I think they have missed maybe one regional tournament that we've played in. So not even the coaches, but, you know, even at a young age, being held accountable by those people, I'm extremely grateful for that. It's really helped with the beliefs I have as a coach. Yeah, and um, I know I feel like that's just like an Athens coach thing. Maybe it's that that's everywhere because I haven't really interviewed anybody outside, so that'll be next week. But um, <laughs> but like I know Coach Capri, she's really big on like players coach. Mm-hmm. Like she really built the relationship with me before um ever really stepping into that like different mode that she has. And same mm-hmm. with Hurst. I mean, we have a great relationship <laughs> and we've had it for a while. 
But, um, I mean, when she gets in that mode, she knows, like, hey, I love you. This is out of love. Like, yes. I'm pushing you to be the best, like, player and best person you can be. And uh, I know I don't even play for you, but I really do see that from you from, like, a friend side. I know that, um, like, even though you said something about my family being there, uh, I think it's also a big thing that athletes have. Like, you'll have an awful game, and your mom will be like, good game. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, that's just – the way moms and sisters and dads are but like I feel like having that one person it's like you need to get that together but I love you like that I feel like there's many people yeah yeah and I love the way that like y'all all all coach like I feel like y'all's different y'all's different coaching styles really like complement each other and I think that's why y'all are so tight like all y'all are so like confident women that are just stepping up in these coaches positions and I think that's so cool and I feel like that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to start this because I'm just surrounded by this great bunch of confident women that all have different styles, but all work. And yeah. I think that's so cool. And I love how y'all support each other. And just to piggyback off that, you know, that's something else to to work with all of these women. And it's, you know, Coach Capri and uh, Chelsea, I mean, Coach Ford, there are so many women here that, and Natalie, I mean, JC, there's so many that it's so, I mean, it's so refreshing because, you know, on a bad day, I feel like across the board, you know, hey, you all right? We got, and I think I told you, listen to their podcast. It's funny what they say because we all relate. And I think that is the other, like you said, it does complement each other, but we all come from, one of the same places. And so it's very easy for us to talk and being able to work with people like that, again, is it's such a an awesome thing to have as a coach too, that you have that support of each other. I mean, they are they're some of the best people in the world. But to be and they're great coaches. That's why I, I told you I can't believe I had to follow Capri and Chelsea on this thing, but it's okay. <laughs> but I'm but they really are better people and I, I I couldn't thank them enough too because we all have days and we all I I hope you know I hope they'd say the same like pick each other up help each other when we need each other or just sit there if we need you know just to sit there and talk yeah. about what's going on because um and to have that support is is unmatched honestly I've always said that I've never worked at a place with so many people that are they're just fantastic and it's it's a blessing honestly to be around them all the time. All right, so here at Athens, like you said, all the coaches. Um, I know I spoke with uh, Coach Hurst and uh, Coach Tucker, but the adversity that they faced, I know that Coach Capri, one of her first years that she was here, she struggled with a lot of people um, with um, doubts because she said that they weren't even supposed to win four games. And I think they won a little more than that. And then she just kept, like, she just kept building months later. I mean, she's at Wallace. So, um, and I co- Coach Hurst has been here six, seven years. And, like, I feel like this year is going to be our year. We all feel it. Uh, she's built a program, I think, with this year in mind. And um, just adversity that they've overcome. So, um, like, and the volleyball standpoint, like, what adversity have you overcome here at Athens in the past few years? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of different types of adversity uh, here. You know, one of the main ones was – I will say the doubt thing. I mean, I I was told that too when I when I got here that we weren't going to win five games, uh, and we were area champions. Which again, the kids came to work. That was that was all them, and there was a lot of doubt. And 
it was tough. You know, going back, I will say, to the situation, why this job applied to me, um, my my kids were devastated when I left my previous job. Um, that was a very, very hard thing to do. And I knew that these athletes here were dealing with a similar situation. And I just felt like in the moment, if I could be what I wanted for my kids, like somebody to step up and be what they needed to be for them, if I could be that for somebody, that's really where my mindset was when I accepted the job here. But yeah, doubt was a is a big one. Um, it's still I I would still say still is a big one um, because you're rebranding, rebuilding a program, and that and that's tough in some situations to do. Uh, but I will. It's made me a better coach and honestly a better person. I've had to face a lot of things that you know I didn't necessarily want to, or I didn't really or really foresee coming in those situations. But and I will say here too, you know, the world I was in, there was some great competition, um, but here the competition is fantastic. I mean, just across the board, North Alabama, it, we have we have a tough, I mean, not tough necessarily area, but we had a tough schedule. Uh, I really don't know if I'd want it a different way. I, I like the competition of that, but there's no, I don't, but give me, there's no pass there. And so that side of things is, is, a, I don't want to say necessarily say adversity, but it is, it does have its challenges because that is a very mental side and, and aspect of what we do because it's a grueling season when you're playing very, very, very good teams all season long. And um, which I, again, I'm grateful for because it makes us a better team or should in the long run. And then just another part to building a program uh, where I was at, I was um, fixated and I was a control freak a little bit doing those things, learning, try, and I didn't have a consistent coaching staff while I was there. Again, grateful for what I had and who I had working there um, when I did, but here I have a full, you know, knowledgeable I mean, they come to work coaching staff. So another adversity for me personally has just really been taking that facilitator role and letting my and letting those coaches shine in those moments of of what they are great in. Uh, I trust them. I I think you know. I mean, Coach Ford. I, she's yeah, I know she's my person, man. She's been fantastic. I don't know how I tell her all the time. I don't know how I live thirty years without her on this earth. But she is great with the kids, and she works. I mean, hard. And that's Coach Ford. I have, you know, Coach Campbell, Coach Chittum, Coach, uh, Coach Smith now, but and Coach the other Coach Campbell. You know, they they really do care, and that's that's something that to me is the core. And so, not necessarily adversity, but I've had to take a different step in running things, and the expectation here is high. Again, grateful for because Athens is is prestigious and should be. And so adjusting how I used to do things and all, so it's just been a period of reevaluation and trying to get the things rolling and implemented how they needed to be coaching here. But again, I like that, but the adversities bring such great things when I have a staff like I do and they really do. They, they work, they work so hard and they love, they love the kids. They, and you just can't for a head coach or in my opinion, you can't ask for more than that. When, when they want the kids to excel, be good humans, be good people outside of here, not just on the court, 
because uh, that's what it's about. You know, all these lessons that we teach that I hope that they, these apply way, way later in life than just right now. So, um, again, I do think adversity, yeah, we all we all have it. But like I the best thing we can do is is head go into it headstrong, learn from it, grow from it and then and decide, you know, what what is what works or you know what's best for you and what's not in in those moments. And so but again, like I said, I think that we're on the right track and I hope that that we continue to to do the best that we can and and we're ready for the next phase as it comes. Yeah, and um, entering the off season, like I know you said, like trusting your coaches more. But like, what are you and your coaching staff like telling your players to prepare them for this upcoming season? Well, our biggest thing is mentality. Uh, we are having to push that. We have to. I mean, that's just our biggest uh, mountain. Uh, you know, you you're an athlete. You know how it goes up and down, uh, depending on what day it is, and females just at the age that they are or that and I, I love you guys you know but it's it's difficult there's a mental side of things that are again different from when I was growing up we didn't have social media like you guys do now that bring all these extra pressures and all just there's just a whole other side of of things that you guys have to deal with on a daily basis but really just in those moments of pressure how we handle ourselves and when our our backs against the wall a little bit. How? What's our response to that? What's our reaction to that? Uh, we and we're doing some things right now differently to try to get them to see different perspectives. So, just because I believe, you know, I'm I'm the why person. I want them to understand, and we do hold them accountable. But I want them to learn to hold themselves to a higher standard. And you know, our mentality is great for us on Sundays. Sundays it's not, and we get in these ruts sometimes. And that controls us. And we have to control that a little bit more. We have got to be in control of that. So, but that's our biggest thing. And just, you know, working on ourselves just to be a, a team and work together. So that's our biggest thing is just teamwork and our mentality going into the next season. And kind of building off of like the whole mentality thing. Um, I know we've talked about this before, but you were, you were a confident player and uh, I could tell that you are a confident like coach and a confident person but um I know you've helped me with this because I've struggled with confidence and um just having the lack of but um being a you know confident player and now a confident person and a confident coach and being confident in who you are as a whole how would you build a player up that like on your team or that you know who's lost their confidence well it's it goes back to the relationship thing, right? Like I, I just believe in that. I believe each athlete's different, and e there's an approach for each of them that's different. Uh, it's a little bit easier with you because we relate on a lot of different levels. So, or I hope so. I think so. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so when that is it, and you can, you know, reflect and talk about those things, but we all go through roots, and I think that one of the main things for me is just to remember why. And I know it's a cliche thing to say, but what are we doing this for? Cause we get caught up in all this other stuff and, and it's the same as an adult, you know, all of these other, other things are controlling and my mind and in my soul a little bit to make me feel a certain way. And you have to ground yourself a little bit 
and remember why, why we're doing this. You know, and I said it during season, there's a lot of pressures from the coaching side too, of course, but we all, when we had team bonding, I was like, man, I needed this. I needed to see them outside of the court for a second because to bring us back to reality that I love, and I love them. I love them no matter what, but seeing them in the, their true selves, not just as the volleyball player, because sometimes it gets lost in translation or translation a little bit, being with them every day, you know, seeing them on the court every day. And there are expectations. and But we all need that support a little bit. And like I said, I think it's different for every for every situation and every kid that or every athlete um, because we all have our own perspectives of things and things may weigh on us different in different ways. But I just think it's always important to remember why did we start this? And one day when you're like me, I think I asked you this, what do you want to go back and what do you want to remember of this moment? I don't want it to be of stress and anxiety and all of these things. I want you to remember the the good times and the highs. Yes. And, and what, how you responded in the times of, of, of the lows or of the ruts or whatever might be going on. So I think that, and confidence, in a, you know, that comes with experience. I mean, unless – there's a saying I always say, right? There's difference between being confident cocky. and cocky, right? Okay. So yeah. I just – and I believe that. I believe that confidence is true when you earn that a little bit and it, and you feel comfortable in those moments. And so I, I don't know. But I am proud of you, too, because I, I've seen you grow so much and just to I mean, in a short year with that. And it, that's not necessarily an easy task to have, because once that confidence starts to set in, other expectations start to set in. So there's always another layer. So just, you know, being sure of, of who you are as a player, what you want out of being a player, uh, what you want out of your teammates. And are you if you are looked at as a leader, are you doing that by example? So just kind of rerouting those things I think is important to do. Yeah, and, um, like, what you said, like, about, like, me and, like, coming into that, like, confident, like, in this year, like, last year for the listeners, I think I'll mention this with Coach Capri, but um, I played freshman year as a varsity player but didn't really have that confidence, so I never really stood up and, like, played the way that I'm playing this year. And um, stepping into this year, I knew that I had to become that leader position and step up. And uh, you helped me. Uh, Coach Hurst helped me. Coach Capri helped me. But just to implement that confidence. And um, stepping into that, it does bring some other responsibilities. Like, I've never had a starting position before. And it's like, you have, the, you have to have the confidence to go make the next play. And um, just having the confidence as soon as you step on that court or the field, for that matter. I mean, um, it just takes a lot out of you as an athlete. And uh, going back, like, on that, like, when you were talking about the team bonding mm-hmm. and having, like, to see them as themselves, not just, like, the court-wise, I feel like as a student athlete, it's hard to turn that off. I feel like that's another reason why people, um, if they don't play in the collegiate level, uh, going after high school, it's like, who am I? What's my identity? Like, because you never figure it out. And uh, if you told me last year that I would be having a podcast, get my voice out there, I, I mean, I was—I wouldn't believe like you. Three words to me all last year, so I, I mean, I was scared of everybody, especially <laughs> Coach Capri. If you weren't scared of Coach Capri your first year, what? 
what is wrong with you but i was just like i was so scared and if you had told me that i'd be getting my voice out here for other women athletes and uh coaches i never would have believed you if you would have told me last year that we would be so close i never would have believed you i would look at you and i would walk away like i was so scared I mean, I never said a word to my head coach. Cheer for her, like, yeah, like, number three. And she would be like, like, look at me, crazy coming off the court. So, it was always there on my side. It just took a minute. So, but I'm grateful for that. It's okay. Like I said, I'm so proud of you. I think you had to go out of your comfort zone for a lot of those things that you just said. And you're right. I mean, it is hard to identify because I am a coach, so – they feel like they have to be that way all the time, but I love them for who they are as individuals, as people. So seeing that side of them too, it's always refreshing to see because, you know, it is my job to push them and these expectations are high and they're high every day at practice and we're competing and the pressures and we all get wrapped up in it together. So like I said, it's, and from just from my perspective as a coach, sometimes it's easy to get lost in that too. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember leaving that and I was like, man, I needed to see this so bad. I needed to to ground myself again because some of those, you know, it's easy. I've told you this too. It's easy for me to tell you what to do. That doesn't always yeah. mean it's, it's easy to do myself or for any reason really. But yeah, I'm just, but going back, I'm just, I'm proud of you. Like you have definitely just and now you're my little I mean I talk to every day so I'm so appreciative of that and I'm so proud of you for going out of your comfort zone and being confident in yourself and I hope that keeps or continues to grow in every way for you looking back on your last two seasons at Athens uh, what would you be implementing like into your team or like making changes in this future season? I think uh, we always have to be adaptable and we have to be ready for the changes that need to be made. Uh, like I said earlier, being a, a large school, I think changes are necessary, not necessarily to the core of the program, but when you have tryouts, you may have 10, 12 new people on your team. So, and I, I believe that I think that your players really set the culture is in place, but what they want and what they're expecting, it's very important to me to include them in that and them to be a part of every step of the process. So not necessarily change, but just things have to be adjusted from season to season, in my opinion. Um, and but implementing, like I said, mentality is our biggest, our biggest goal as we, as we move forward um, to next season. Yeah, we had an area change, so there's going to be some different, you know, a measures that we have to take to prepare in different ways for that but I do believe in in what we do and I I think that if they're ready we're ready to be successful in those moments and I just you know my thing is like you talk about confidence that's one thing after our exit interviews you know one thing we've got to work on is their confidence and I don't necessarily see that all the time I so I you know as a coach, I kind of miss that a little bit because I think sometimes I think they're confident or I want them to be. And so just building that up, building the morale as a team, I think is most important um, because they did, they have, they have the talent. I mean, they are very talented. They're a very talented group of, of individuals. It's just us being able to mesh that together and, and do what we need to as a team. Yeah. And uh, before we leave, I wanted to uh, ask you a few questions okay. just uh, in the interview, kind of fun. 
So first of all, who's your favorite collegiate player? Because I don't watch a lot of volleyball. I'm not very educated. Um, <laughs> like, what, who's your favorite player? Uh, we can say it on three because I think ours is the same. All right. We may be delayed. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Madison. Madison Skinner. Yeah. She's Bro, a beast. She's insane. Yeah, she's a beast. And I, I watching, I mean, just watching her is just, she's she's incredible and her story too I mean I don't know if you know much background on her but her story is one of those that kind of hits you in the heart a little bit because she lost her love for the game for a minute found it again so I'm all for that and think and I'm just glad she stuck it out in those moments uh but also Merritt Beeson who plays for Nebraska um while I was coaching in in Jefferson County she was she played at Gardendale High School and so I got to watch her as a grow up a little bit so that's pretty cool to see her walk into a stadium of a hundred you know almost a hundred thousand people and her just kill it and play lights out so that's a pretty cool moment too just to see it kind of come full circle because I like I said I watched her play as a freshman we played against her a few times and then just to see her walking into you know a sold out stadium which again I think is huge for all women's sports, but volleyball in particular, like that was incredible to see. And so I'm just, it's cool to see that she got to experience that. Yeah. And like going back on the stadium thing, like I know that Nebraska kind of, they had like 92,000. So it set a, like a record for women's mm -hmm. sports. But I think another thing is cool how Iowa basketball yeah. switched around and did it at the same time. Yeah. And I, like I said, I think that opens up for all women's collegiate sports and it gives that you know if I was your age watching that I mean that gives a whole other I don't know just a whole other feeling to it a little bit just to see the impact that that's had so I, I just think for women's sports that was a huge and impactful moment for everybody to see high five through the screen the high five through the screen and you didn't give me one back Thanks. wait wait okay. again. I gotta go to the camera <laughs> That should be my thing. Yeah, you should start doing that with everybody. All right, so I know I asked Coach Capri this one, but um, if you had a dream NIL deal, I mean, you could have played probably in all three sports, softball, volleyball, or basketball, but what would your dream NIL deal be? Because if I had to guess right now. What would you guess? Chick-fil-A <laughs> or some kind of like Stanley Cup. I thought you were going to say like on clouds or something. Oh, I didn't even think about that. On clouds. Right. No, I mean, Good. right. I have to say Nike because of all the perks you'd get. I know that's like the, but that's true. Like think about all the reach you would get being that. But I I don't know. I also think I'm. Pick a fun one. I'm copying. I would choose Nike. I want a car. Like hit me up, Range Rover. That's where I'm going for my NIL deal. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't want no forerunner? You don't want a forerunner? If I got to choose my dream car that would sponsor me. What's your dream car? A Range Rover. What color? Oh, all black. I think. I could drive a white one too, but. That's nice. If they would sponsor me, how do you turn that down? You're not going to. I don't think anybody would turn that down. Exactly. Do they do that? Do they sponsor I don't you? think. No, because Mercedes-Benz has Angel Reese. I mean, I'm just saying that that would be the cool thing to do. That would be really your cool. car. But I said, like, what about like a like travel agency or something? So that way you could just go you all could over go the anywhere. Place. Yeah, and yeah, and experience all of that. 
but that would be cool too yeah. i didn't think about that so that'd be sick i think that's I like cool that too. i don't know i'll be fine with my own clouds though <laughs> yeah you wear your own glasses every day <laughs> hmm all right, so I know you've mentioned, like, your why and stuff, but do you have, like, any other advice for players or coaches listening right now? Uh, yeah, just, you know, don't give up on yourself. Dream big and just do the work it takes along the way. And, again, I always say kind of be where your feet are, but be present in those moments and take those moments in and, you know, surround yourself with people who make you better. And I think that's something else, too. I know I talked about. I, I get to work in that every day. And I know you may not get to pick necessarily as an athlete, but surround yourself within that realm of people that push you and make you better and to get you where you want to go and to get your goal, to achieve your goals that you put for yourself. And I just, I always say that, you know, if you're watching yourself, if you're a little kid in the stands watching yourself play at that level, like how happy would you be? Just don't, you know, don't ever give those moments up, um, especially at the high school level. Like, enjoy those, you know, relish in those. Be excited to be on the court. Be excited to be on the field and, and do everything. You Leave it all out there. I, like I said, I'm full of cliche stuff, but, you know, leave it out there. Have no regrets and just love what you do. And, Again, like I said, have the people around you that that push you to do that and believe in them and trust in them to get you where you to where you want to go. Thank you, Coach, for being on Talk Women Sports. Uh, I'm so thankful to have you in my life. Um, and um, I hope I can get you on the pod again soon, like when y'all are in season. And for the listeners, please come back for Saturday's interview. Um, that's a surprise. I'll let y'all know on Wednesday. Check the Facebook. But um Thank you again, Coach. And thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. You know, I love you and always supporting you. Number one fan. We're screaming number three over here all the time, especially tomorrow. Good luck tomorrow. We're all thank you. to you and all the all the basketball teams. So but I appreciate you having me and, you know, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Um, I'm your host, Kenley Hargrove, and uh, it's been a pleasure. Peace.